real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Give it to me, baby. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and we have another great guest uh, waiting to come on the show. Uh, normally, you know, you listen to this show, I have a lot of um, celebrities, notables, athletes, you know, authors, so on and so forth. Uh, I have truly inspirational stories, and that's something that never really changes. Okay, the our next guest that's going to be coming on, uh, he's not a celebrity. Uh, he's not uh, a notable uh, as as far as being known out there for anything in entertainment or sports. Uh, basically, he the, this the story of of this journey. It, it is inspirational because it has to do with his daughter. Okay, and she was stricken with a horrible, horrible uh, 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 cancer, and uh, you know they've been battling through it and. You know, just viewing their journey and seeing how strong this uh, little girl is, it actually does inspire people. You know, it does, uh, you know, give people hope. And that's why I wanted to bring them on the show, uh, at least bring Chris Riddle on the show to tell us a story of, of his daughter, Vanessa Riddle. Uh, she's, you know, been through a lot of tough times uh, from the time she's eight years old. But as opposed to me going into it, let's bring Chris Riddle on the show and let's hear it uh, straight from him. And I and I look for all our listeners to show support, you know, find out more about Vanessa Riddle's story and uh, show some support, you know, speak to people, whatever you need to do, spread the word. Uh, but without further ado, let's bring on Chris Riddle. All right, Chris, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine, Lou. I'm good. Yeah, you're. I know uh, the time discrepancy. You're in Scotland right now, and I appreciate yeah. you taking time to come on the show. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great to be, to be on the show. It's fantastic to, um, to go global, as they say, you know. It's fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, you've... I mean, look, I, I know your, the story of your daughter, Vanessa Riddle. Um, you know, she's uh, been going through a pretty tough time, uh, for the past, I think three or four years. And I, I want our listeners to really understand what she's been going through, but more on top of that, I want them to understand what you and your wife, Connie, have been doing. Uh, you've been, you've been doing some amazing things and you, you, you're talking about ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So maybe, maybe we can start by uh, talking about uh, your, your daughter, Vanessa Riddle. She was diagnosed with stage 4 neuroplastoma, uh, which is very rare. Yes, that's correct, Lou. She was. Um, that was in 2009. Um, she was diagnosed. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very rare childhood cancer, um, which affects probably around 100 kids in the UK each year. And I believe it's about 650 kids in the U.S. each year. Um, so it's a, it's a small number. <coughs> um, it happened, uh, it was obviously quite devastating when we, when we heard about it, uh, or when we were told about it. Um, 
However, the, <clears throat> they talk about frontline treatment, um, and frontline treatment is basically the, the initial treatment of the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kind of got that down to a fine art. They kind of know what they're doing there. Um, the, the American treatment is very similar um, to the treatment here in the UK um, and the frontline treatment. Um, slightly different drugs, but very similar. Um, so she, she went through that um, in 2009 for around about 18 months. Um, and at the end of those 18 months, she she responded very well to the treatment that she got. So at the end of that, she was actually in remission, um, which was fantastic, you know. But now, I mean, this 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 is what happened in the beginning. Now she's uh, at that point that I guess she needs additional treatment, right? Yes, <clears throat> that's correct, yeah. Um, she's at the point now where uh, in December 2011, she relapsed um, with the disease again. Uh, we always knew that there was a, a possibility, a fairly high possibility that that would happen. Um, but you, you put it to the back of your mind, you had maybe about 16 months mm-hmm. of uh, normality, if you want to call it that, um, mm-hmm. where we kind of thought, you know, everything's going to be well. And the further away from the disease that you get, the, the more that you think you're going to be okay and, and it's not going to come back, you know. Right, but I mean, as as a parent, you don't want to see your child go through that, you know. So that must be, that must have been pretty, or still is pretty tough for you and your wife. Yes, it was. I mean, it was it still is, and, and was. It was quite a devastating blow um, in December uh, two thousand eleven uh, when we were told that you know she she had relapsed. Um, the first thing that you do as a parent, <clears throat> as I'm sure you know, you and your listeners will appreciate, is. You um, you ask well you know what can be done where can we go from here um, and uh, the the news isn't good um, certainly not here in the UK anyway um, they, they they tell you pretty much that there's very little they can do and that um, my daughter had much less than a ten percent chance of survival oh wow um, which is a <laughs> a bit of a striking statement to hear from a from an oncologist um, you know you're looking for you trust a doctor you're looking for them to help you. Um, it's not the doctor's fault that they don't have anything. It's you know partly the the NHS system that we have in the UK, mm-hmm. um, and, and partly the fact that the, the disease is such a rare disease that there's there's not the awareness um, around about it. You know, um, and because there's not the awareness around about it, um, generally people don't really know much about it. You know. Right, right. I mean, a ten percent option was not an option for you. No, certainly not. Um, We, you know, my my wife and I, Corey, um, we we sat and thought about it um, for a a while. We we, we came home and, you know, we we decided to take the option of there is is treatment they can offer here. Um, And then, to be fair, they can offer it in in America as well. But they they call it palliative palliative care, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So they they give this treatment in in the hope that they can just minimise the, the pain, if you like, um, of, of the child. Um, but they don't see it as anything more than that um, because they don't have anything beyond that to offer. Okay. So we decided to um, to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the States was one of the options and uh, Germany seemed to be the other option. Um, so we decided to take the offer of, of treatment in the UK, um, the, the palliative care, which is you know, the, the, the treatment that they offer, they took that and uh, with a view to hopefully trying to 
getting the disease under control and then take her abroad um, for further treatment, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, during that time, uh, and again, I'm, I may have the chronology off a little bit, but was your daughter going through the, the chemo, the high-dose chemo, and was she going through a lot of uh, surgeries and everything during that time frame? Um, that was the initial treatment. That, that was the initial um, treatment, okay. Yeah, the initial 18 months, she goes through, um, she did go through chemotherapy again in the relapse uh, setting, but mm-hmm. uh, in the initial treatment, she went through chemotherapy and then she went through two, she went through quite a lot of uh, two seven-hour operations, okay. radiotherapy, you know, a, a lot of, um, she's had a lot of, a lot of treatment and a lot of drugs, and mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout her kind of short life, you know. I mean, she and right now your daughter's only eleven years old. Yeah, well, she's twelve, Lou, but she's yeah, you're right. She's uh, she's young. Um, she, I have to say that she's definitely a um, a little character. There's no doubt about that. And um, her, you know, the, the 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 treatment and the kind of the things that have happened to her in her short life has uh, certainly made her um, a bit of a warrior. She's definitely a strong, a strong individual, you know. Oh, well, she's definitely a warrior, and uh, and just so our listeners know, you know, Vanessa Riddle, she's on Twitter. So, you know, now and again, I check up on her and uh, send her out these send her out tweets because the the reality is that your daughter is a warrior because to go through all of this at a young age and still have a smile on your face, yeah, I, I, that that's that's the strength that only comes from you and your wife, Connie. Okay, that's something that's an inherent inside of her, you know. So basically, now you know she. You went through the initial, or actually, you took that option in the UK, and and how long did that hold it back? Um, <clears throat> well, the idea um, with, with that treatment is we started in the, we started it in December. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea we were start we're supposed to start in January, and uh, she relapsed on uh, December the eleventh. Um, of 2011, so the doctor had said, um, you know, we'll give it, we'll, we'll let her go through Christmas and New Year, and then we'll start the treatment in January. However, two weeks in, um, in a bit, probably around about the 26th of December, I think it was, in fact, there was a large lump starting to appear on her neck, um, which was a, a lymph node starting beginning to grow. Oh my God! Um, and it was starting to get quite big, quite hard. Um, it's a very, it's a very um, aggressive form of cancer um, and, it, and it comes very, very quickly, within weeks. So um, we took her in to the hospital and they agreed, they said, no, we need to start instantly. So pretty much she, she had to get a, a central line, which is a, a method of um, administering drugs. Okay. And she had to get that put in um, basically within a day or two. Um, and just in the 1st of January, she began her chemotherapy. Um, so that was a nice um, New Year's present for us. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, she got that, and then since then she's been she's she's been through another um, six rounds of chemotherapy, and she went through um, a treatment called MIBG therapy, which is a, a highly radioactive therapy, oh, um, wow. which they try to keep it at bay. So all in that takes about six months, um, and the plan is that. It's either to to um, hold the disease at bay, um, or uh, at best hold the disease at bay, um, or at worst slow its progress. Mm-hmm. Um, in Vanessa, um, as she has done from the beginning, she managed to fight through, and she she actually cleared 99%. She actually cleared the disease using this treatment. 
Wow. Um, which was great. Now, we know that, that, that if we didn't go elsewhere, um, it would just come back. Um, so that's, you know, we can't leave it to that. Um, but it was great that she got to that position because it gave us more options right. um, in looking at further treatments. And right now, you're one of one of the things that you and your wife have done. Uh, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you uh, you were seeking the options in Germany. Yes, <clears throat> we we had um, we had looked at um, the U.S. for treatment options. We've been speaking to um, a very well respected um, doctor uh, who resides in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia is one of the, the kind of main treatment places for neuroblastoma. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we've been speaking to him, uh, and through some colleagues that we know in the UK, we were also told to speak to um, a Professor Peter Lang in Germany mm-hmm. um, at uh, the, the Kinder Clinic in Tübingen, which is in southern Germany, uh, which we did. And we felt that, upon speaking to him, we felt that this treatment was very suitable for the stage Vanessa had got to in our, in our treatment here in the UK. Right. So we went to visit him and uh, we got a good feeling when we spoke to him. Um, there is ultimately no cure at the moment for this disease, um, mm-hmm. but there are options where there are, there are better percentages um, and the percentages that he was looking at were, were far greater than certainly, you know, much less than 10% in the UK. So yeah. we're potentially looking at 50, 60% you know, um, from Germany, um, and they have a much different outlook. They have a they have what they call a curative approach to mm-hmm. their treatment. Yes, I, that so, that that I know they do because we, uh, you know, one of one of our guests, uh, Brett Hudson, his his niece is uh, Kate Hudson. He actually okay. he he sought the treatment uh, in Germany as well uh, through uh, advice of uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Okay, okay. And, and also Farrah Fawcett, you know, uh, when she was going through this, she also sought uh, the alternative in Germany. But I know with Brett Hudson that the uh, the cancer did subside. So uh, that you know, because they, they, I guess in Germany, uh, they they're more open to trying new things because cause you need you you need to, especially with what your daughter is uh, with her particular disease, you need to try something new because there's really nothing out there to try. No, that's exactly it. Um, with with neuroblastoma, um, certainly in the UK when it comes to the, the relapse setting, um, they, they, don't, um, <clears throat> they don't push the boundaries. Um, we're very safe in our approach, um, which is good. You, you want to be safe when you're administering these potentially lethal drugs to children. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, if you don't push the boundaries somewhat, you, you don't actually achieve a great deal. Um, whereas in Germany, um, they're very open um, to the idea of, well, this didn't work, so why don't we try this um, and, and do something different? Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a, you know, we don't have options. Um, we, don't, we don't have the, the, you know, the luxury of sitting back saying, we'll just leave it and we'll try something later on. We, we have to try things and we have to try it now. Right. Um, so that's what we're doing, you know. Well, I think, again, as I said, I think that your decision to look at Germany uh, was definitely a a good one because I think in the U.S. and the U.K., you know, we have great doctors, no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But with regulations and, you know, and if there's no profit in it, 
you know, and I, and I, and I say that because it's true. If there's no profit in treating the disease, then uh, what's the purpose in rushing it and, and trying to get everything done? And that, that this is the world we live in. But I know in Germany, they're a little more uh, flexible and, again, open-minded to trying these new things and helping to, you know, at least give you every option possible before, uh, you know, before, you know, calling it a day. But in your case, you're nowhere near even coming to that point. No, certainly not. Yeah. No, we've had, um, she's, she's had, she's just gone through uh, eight weeks of treatment now in Germany. Um, she has been, it's a, it's a treatment called um, haploidentical stem cell transplant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite revolutionary. It's quite, it's quite a new treatment for neuroblastoma. And they've been doing it for a number of years. I believe it's about 30 years for leukemia patients, mm-hmm. um, but they've only been doing it for about three years in neuroblastoma patients. So they don't have huge, huge numbers um, to speak of. They've done, I think, 26 patients, um, and out of the 26, there's been nine have completed the trial, and six out of those nine um, have responded either very well to the treatment or the disease has, com- has completely cleared. Um, those figures, um, those numbers are fairly awesome to be mm. honest well they you are you know you don't hear that anywhere um so it's it's early days we understand that but um they are open as you said i rightly said that they're definitely open to looking at additions to this treatment and if it doesn't work they've already told us that there's other options that they can look at there's other uh, drugs that they can administer to see if it'll work mm. and you just don't get that in the, in the UK, certainly. You, just, you go down a, a fairly strict, regimented path, and if it doesn't work, sorry, that's, that's all we can offer, you know. Yeah, and then that's the way it is in the UK. That's the way it is in the US. You know, again, Germany being more flexible, you have those options. And it's really, it's really it saddens me that, you know, your daughter has to go through this, but it also, it, it inspires me to see how she's going through this. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't see for her. It's like, OK, this is I I have no choice. I have to do this. But I'm not going to allow that to put a put a frown on my face. I'm not going to allow that to make me unhappy. I'm going to be happy. And this is the this is how I see her. And, and it's yeah. amazing to me that, you know, 11, 12 year old child uh, has been doing this. Not recently. She's been doing this from inception. She's been doing this since this disease hit her. Okay. I think that's fantastic, and and with uh, with this, of course, uh, an extremely uh, an extreme amount of expenses come along with this as well, don't, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to go with that one. Um, at the moment, I'm back in the UK. Uh, Vanessa and Connie are in Germany. Uh, she's getting she's, she's finishing a treatment. That's part of this phase of the treatment. Um, but I had to come back a few weeks back um, because I have to work, you know. Um, right. I have to keep a roof over my head. I've got another daughter. She's 16. She lives at home. So um, I have to, um, you know, support my house and, and my other family that's here. So, yes, it's um, it's uh, it's not what you would choose to do. and It's not the cheapest way to live your life. But um, we don't really have a choice. So we have to um, do what we can to, to try and make it work, you know. Well, I mean, that's what you're doing. So you're, I mean, again, with, with the expenses associated with this, you and your wife, you know, you've been, you know, doing doing things to help your daughter, but you're not just doing it to help her. You're doing it to help other children as well. 
Um, well, yes, I suppose um, what we've, we had to we had to start a campaign in January, a fundraising campaign in January, um, in order to get the required funds to to treat Vanessa um, abroad, because obviously the, the NHS we don't have insurance mm-hmm. in the UK. We work through the NHS, so we have. Um, well, it's not free. We pay through our taxes, but it's essentially a system where you don't pay directly. Um, however, if we're looking at um, Germany or other states, then we're looking at um, obviously having to self-fund, as it were. Um, so we had to start a campaign uh, in January um, to raise, potentially raise uh, half a million pounds um, to, to get access to the treatment that we needed. Um, we realised that, you know, to even sometimes even to just speak to a doctor, um, not so much the actual doctor themselves, because they're willing to speak to you, but the international departments, which, you know, the, the, the fiscal side of things, they won't allow you to go any further unless you have money to show, um, which is obviously, it's a, very, it's a commercial world, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, we did raise, we raised half a million pounds in 49 days, um, which was astonishing. I was astonished mm. that we managed to raise that amount of money, and we've continued, because ultimately, we don't know how much the treatment is going to cost, and we'd like to we'd like to keep the money rolling in so that other children, if the money's not used for Vanessa, which we hope it's not, um, not there's more money to to rolling in to cover other kids who may need treatment in the future. Right. Um, you know that type of thing. So uh, yeah, it's been quite a hectic six to nine months, really. To you know, to, we've now raised I think it's nine hundred and four thousand pounds. But th- th- that's amazing, Chris. That that's really amazing that you, I mean, you guys were able to do that, and you're still doing it. And the reality is, and I hope that your daughter doesn't need, you know, any more of the funds to, you know, help her with the treatment after she goes through this. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, then you'll be able to to help the other kids. And you know, are you looking to build or develop a foundation of some sort? Um, well, not right at, at this moment. Um, what's happened is we, we raise it through a, a charity um, called the Neuroblastoma Alliance. Um, they're based in London. Okay. Um, the, the way it operates is I, I personally, we can't personally raise the money and, and bring the money in. Um, we have to do it through a, a charity because it has to be a registered charity number. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't get a, a charity number ourselves for their own child, so it has to go through a... It's a very, it's a very strict process in the UK here, as, I'm, as it probably as I'm sure in, in the US. Yes. Um, so we go in with this company, uh, sorry, we went with this charity, and they set up a, what they call a Just Giving page for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Just Giving page is essentially uh, the bank account of the charity. So when mm-hmm. somebody donates... Fifty pounds. That money goes straight into Vanessa's fund, but the charity hold the money for us. Okay. So essentially, the money's there for Vanessa. It's ring fenced for Vanessa, um, but I personally can't access it unless it's for treatment which is associated with Vanessa. Oh, well, that's understandable. But this this particular charity, if the funds are raised, they you know once your daughter is done, and I hope that she is, then they can actually do something to help other children, and that that that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Effectively, if I um, once Vanessa's clear and you know she's back on the road to recovery, which we're hoping is is is, is the way forward, uh, obviously, um, then you know I, I, we'll obviously sit with the charity and we'll, we'll decide what money's left and how we would you know, how we'd like to use that money because effectively we 
we feel as if we're guardians of that money because the money's been raised in Vanessa's name mm-hmm. um, by the general public. So I would like to think that we'd, we'd sit with the charity at some point and uh, and say to them we'd like to use this money for either research or for you know, to, to, to bring the disease, bring the, the treatments further on mm-hmm. um, or give it to a child who's in desperate need of it who either can't or you know is not able to, to raise that money in some way, you know. Right, right. No, that that's definitely noble of you to 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 think that way, you know. And the thing is, too, and you made, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of roll back a little bit because you made mention that the money that's being raised can only be used for her treatment. So, if there are any ancillary costs involved with her, the charity or th- those funds raised can't be used for it, you know, like traveling to Germany or getting back home. Yeah, that's effectively right. Um, at the moment, you know, the, the flight costs and any kind of associated costs there, um, I pay myself at the moment. Um, it's, it's difficult. The charity is, very, is, is you know, regulated by certain guidelines, mm-hmm. um, and that's what the money's been raised for. Um, it's very difficult for them to, you know, fork out and say, well, there's £20,000 or £40,000, make sure you spend that on your, your travelling and what have you. So, um, at the moment, yes, the, the money that's raised there is for her treatment costs. We haven't we haven't used any of that money specifically to travel, um, and, and we don't intend to, um, and, and it would be difficult to access it that way, so we don't really want to go down that road. It's, you, know, you have to um, try for other ways of sort of yeah. Well, that's why I brought it up because I, like I know um your daughter's story and but I want our listeners to understand the trials and tribulations that your family has been enduring during this whole process because I know that you know, your daughter's in Germany right now and mm-hmm. you had to get her there. But now there's been a campaign to to get her back safely because after the treatment, you know, she can be highly susceptible to, to getting sick, from what I understand, I'm just catching a cold or something like that. Am, am I right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Liz. She's um, she's because she's had a um, a stem cell transplant. Um, it's effectively what they do initially is they, they wipe out her immune system using chemotherapy. Um, so to take her back to flatline, you know, her her, her immune system. Um, then what they do is they give the my wife was the donor, uh, Connie was the donor, so she gives stem cells and she gives them back to Vanessa and it takes Vanessa it can take Vanessa around 100 days for her immune system to, to graft to her body to um, to make her you know able to fight infections again so she's been I think she's at day plus 30 um, so she's only a third of the way through that process mm-hmm. um, so anything you know if she's sitting you know in a crowd of people then there's a very high risk that she will catch something. And if she does catch it, then it is potentially lethal. It's life-threatening. So mm-hmm. um, we have to be very, very careful about where we take her and who we sit her next to. Nobody, preferably, is, is the way forward, you know. Right, right. Now, she she's going to be in Germany uh, for the duration of the 100 days, or is she coming back before then? No, they've allowed... Um, she, she's doing well. Um, they're, they're, the doctors are delighted with her progress. Um, so they've said that um, they're, they're, they're not they're not happy to let her go, but they're but they understand that she, that, that we don't live in Germany and you know we live in the UK, so um, they they'll allow us to come home um, on the basis that you know it's a, she, she she doesn't 
sit with people that are, you know, could potentially give her, um, you know, an infection, and mm-hmm. she keeps away from crowds. She doesn't attend school. Um, you know, you've got to be uh, sensible about it. So I think they can see that we're, you know, a fairly sensible couple, and they were not going to put her in harm's way if, um, you know, if they don't need to. Oh, uh, of course not, of course, and that's why you you were seeking assistance to get your daughter home. And I thought it was an amazing thing uh, when that that information got out there, and it wasn't too long ago. And you had such an outpour of people trying to reach people to try to, you know, donate uh, an empty flight from Germany to Scotland to bring your daughter home. Yes, that's right. Um, It was on Thursday, um, and I I was sitting... uh, and I thought um, Twitter's is a, a fantastic. We've used we've used the whole of social media, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we've used it since the beginning mm-hmm. um, to raise the money. Um, and Vanessa's now got a, a vast number of followers. Uh, probably not as many as yourself, Lou, but she has a good number of followers. No, she um, she she does <coughs> well. You know, I mean, I again, I just see you know um, the interaction. Yeah, and I, and I love the fact that you have Olympians and notables that actually interact with her in, in real time and are actually supportive of yeah. her her plight, and I and I think it's amazing, you know. Yeah. So uh, I mean, the the uh, what she's doing social media wise to me is like wow, you know, she's able to connect it, and it's good for her because normally you wouldn't be able to connect to these people. That's correct. Um, right. That's that's how when I I I mean I've got I'm on Twitter myself. I don't have that many followers certainly, but um, well, you, you, you're going to have one more after today, by the way. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> um, I'll follow back. Um, uh, so I, I thought uh, if I send out a tweet on Thursday, I thought I'll send a tweet out because um, I thought the best way to get home. Um, certainly, the, probably the worst way to get her home is on a commercial flight. Um, right. There are potentially a hundred people, and you know maybe ten percent of them have a, a cold or, or, or have, have an infection. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, if we can get her home on a private flight, that's ultimately the way forward. Um, I knew it was a long shot. I sent a tweet out, and obviously Vanessa retweeted it, and then sent her own retweet out. And um, within within minutes, Lou, there was um, a huge amount of outpouring, as you said, yeah. of people saying, you know, tweeting um, Simon Carroll and uh, Lord Sugar, and you know, people like this trying to get them on on board to see if they could help. Um, it was it was phenomenal to watch. It was difficult to keep up with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was uh, it was phenomenal to see that there's so many good people out there who just want to do something because it's the right thing to do, you know? Right, right. And and you were fortunate, you know, granted it wasn't uh, a Virgin Atlantic or, or or someone that can actually, you know, easily snap of the finger and do it. That, that, that's what, I, think, I think that's what kind of bothered me because you have a lot of uh, commercial flights out there, you know, of notable uh, companies that could have done this, but you were fortunate because you had an angel, or your daughter had an angel on her shoulder, and that came uh, through to you uh, with two uh, organizations that stepped up to uh, grant your daughter that flight back home. Yeah, that's correct. Um, two Scottish-based companies, um, I have to say, just fairly local to where I am, uh, one of them came forward, um, a, a charter company, and, and asked me what I was needing. Um, I sent them an email, told them what I was needing, and uh, they said, I'll get back to you. 
Um, and the girl phoned me and maybe a, bit, a couple of hours later and said, um, I've spoken to the air company um, and they're, they're going to donate the flight to you um, and, and bring her home, you know. And I, I, was, I was astounded, I really was. Um, I did expect a celebrity to come forward more than I did a company because mm-hmm. celebrities going to get um, a lot of kudos from that. Right. Whereas a company is going to effectively have to spend money to do that. Right. Um, but, you know, these guys obviously, obviously thought that it's better to, to spend the money and, and do the right thing. And, and that's an admirable quality in business. You don't often see that in business nowadays, do you? Yeah, well, that, that's why, you know, when I saw that that was taking place, uh, to me it was like, wow, okay, you know, these guys, they're doing this not to self-promote, not because they're going to benefit. They did it, as you said, because it's just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, um, and and what what are the names of those two companies again? Um, the the name of the actual company with the flint is a company called Air Charter Scotland. Okay, and the name of the the broker um, is a company called Jet Logic, and they're based in Edinburgh. Okay, so so Jet Logic and Air Charter Air Charter Scotland, they're the ones that that stepped up to do this amazing thing for you and your family. Yep, that's correct. You have done You've been tremendous, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's an amazing thing. And again, I'm not shocked. Um, I'm happy, and and I I kind of you know knew that someone was going to step up to do this. Um, mm-hmm. but it's your perseverance, you and your wife and your daughter persevering, fighting, and not giving up. And 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 that and that quality you can't just snap your fingers and be that way that's something that's inside of you my friend and again and i I see that with your daughter and i think it's great now right now she's in germany she when is she going to be coming home Uh, she's coming home thursday nightly um, oh okay flight flight back from stuttgart airport uh, in germany to um presswick airport which is literally 10 minutes from the front door so she's literally coming to the front door Okay, so she's just from the airport there to you, and she'll be safe and sound, and she'll be recovering and past yeah. that 100-day mark, and she's going to be stronger, faster. She's going to be like the bi- the bionic kid. <laughs> well, yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so, yeah, you know. Well, I, you know what? I, I do have her in my prayers because, again, I think she's an amazing uh, child. And and definitely an inspiration. Now, Chris, you know, for our listeners that want to follow her story, that want to get in touch or want to help, you know, to, why don't you tell us how they can do this? Um, uh, well, there's various ways. As I said before, we're using all the social media sites. So if they want to follow Vanessa on Twitter, um, they can do, and it's at Vanessa Riddle. Um, if they want to um, follow her on Facebook, um, and they just go into Facebook and type in Vanessa's Journey, um, and that'll come up. Um, she's also got her own website, which is vanessasjourney.com, and we have a Just Giving page for donations, um, which is justgiving.com forward slash Vanessa hyphen appeal. Okay, and so all those sites are all linked together, so whatever one you go into, you'll be able to transpose yourself onto the next one. Okay, then you'll be able to connect. So you can go to uh, you know Vanessa's you know website, which is vanessasjourney.com, and from there you can connect to her on Twitter, which is Vanessa Riddle, uh, at Vanessa Riddle, that's Twitter. And, and the reason I'm repeating it, just in case 
you know, someone maybe is listening to the show that didn't get that. Um, then also you can go to Facebook, Vanessa's Journey, type it in, pull it up. You can find out what's going on with her, find out the latest. And if you're going to support her, if any of our listeners are going to go support, do something, just go to vanessasjourney.com. There are a lot of links there, a lot of information. You can find out more about this amazing kid. And more, moreover, you're going to find out about the amazing parents that, I mean, are, I mean, you guys personify what parents should be. When you have children all over the world that, you know, you have parents that don't care, parents that aren't there. You guys personify what parents are supposed to do, and that's do everything, do whatever they can. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Well, it's, I mean, I, I certainly, I don't think myself, my wife think about it. That way we just do what we think is the right thing to do for our children. But, yeah, um, I can see what you're saying, um, and all I can say is thanks very much, you know. Well, well, you know what? I, I think that you know you guys are amazing. You, your whole family's amazing. Um, and just before we uh, we we let you go, Chris, is there anything that you know? First, I want you also to give your Twitter, and also, do you have anything to to say to people that have been supporting you? Maybe the organizations, in your words, uh, to them uh, while you know we're on the show. Yeah, um, I'd like to say um, a, a huge thank you to the individuals, um, right down to the, the members of the general public who have helped us. Um, and I'm not just talking about people from Scotland here. I'm talking about people um, globally. We've had donations from, many donations from, from the US. Um, we've had many donations from Australia, um, Canada, um, all over the world. Um, so when I say this, I mean I mean just the general public, globally, which is is an astonishing statement to make. Um, however, that's that's where the money came from. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, a, a big, a huge thank you to just the individuals throughout um, the, the globe, <laughs> you know, even, um, which is phenomenal. It's absolutely tremendous, and it certainly changed my outlook um, and, and change the way I think about the world and, and I know what is, what is important and, and I think a lot of other people know what's important rather than just you know, cash flow and business and things. No, and that that's what it is because family is important and and having that resurgence in belief in humanity and mm -hmm. how people can be is is a blessing and that's what's happened to you and your family and I and I hope that that your story inspires others to to do all right to pay it forward you're successful pay it forward go help someone there's someone out there that needs your help okay if you're if you can just do anything to help another person or like in your case with your daughter you know i think that they should do it and if this story does anything i hope that it inspires people to step up and do something you know for the greater good of of someone else or for humanity uh, as a whole you know, so uh, Chris, what, what's your Twitter uh, handle? At Chris Riddle seventeen. Okay, at Chris Riddle seventeen. You know, uh, again, our listeners follow Vanessa Vanessa Riddle at Vanessa Riddle uh, on Twitter. Uh, Chris Riddle seventeen on Twitter. Check him out. Go to vanessasjourney.com and he, again hear about this amazing story. Uh, Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking time out today to come on the show. Um, I wanted people to hear what you said, and I think we did a great job today in doing that. 
No, I'd like to thank you for um, allowing me on your show. It's been tremendous. Um, thanks to all your listeners for for listening in, um, and I hope it's been I hope it's given them you know just something to think about. Um, it's been tremendous. Thank you very much. No, thank you, Chris. And I want to you know when you I, I want updates on what's going on with your daughter because that that's become now an important thing for me to find out what's going on with her. Because uh, then we have to do a follow-up. And, you know, we were going to have her on the show, but, uh, of course, that wasn't going to happen in her condition. You know, uh, that wasn't uh, feasible. But as she gets stronger, I, I would like the opportunity to bring her on here with you and your wife to actually, you know, talk about things a little further with updates and everything. And uh, I think that would be a, a great thing if that's possible. Yeah, I'm sure it's possible. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure as you know, as we move forward and things begin to to calm down and hopefully things will get a bit easier then yeah absolutely I think it's, it's something that, that we probably should talk about as well so. okay excellent Chris thank you so much my friend and best of luck and my prayers are with you and your family and I'm sure that you know with the way she is the way you guys are yeah, the, you know, this cancer thing is, is not, that doesn't have a chance uh, with you guys in her corner, no doubt about it. Yeah, well, thanks very much, I appreciate it. You got it. Thank you, Chris. Have a good evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, tell me now what can I take?
initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.